1: welcome back to another grassroots marketing on cannabisreacom and joining me right now is a brand that is increasing access to quality cbd and delta a gummies in places without regulated markets and the amazing story of two university of california berkeley mba graduates classmates teaming up to reach historically underserved geographic markets and underrepresented communities And the brand is Clio. And I'm here with the founders of Clio, Andrea Berrios and Spencer Perron. Thank you for being on with us. Yeah, thanks for 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 having us. Absolutely. So you made a point that there are very few sweetie brands that made their product information available in Spanish. And you're looking to translate the content for a Spanish-speaking audience. And you're providing products for those that are underserved communities. So from MBAs to going into the cannabis industry, into the CBD industry, and deciding to go ahead and look for something a little more aspirational, ambitious. Talk to me about this collaboration.
2: Yeah, so I think Cleo came together because we saw a core issue in many of these underserved markets, as you spoke to. Um, both of us hail from Minnesota, for myself and, and Texas, for Andrea, um, markets that don't have access to recreational cannabis. And we saw many friends and family members who weren't able to access cannabis in the same way that we were in California. And so saw an opportunity to deliver cannabis wellness directly to our friends and family in those States. And Clio was, was born as the product of that.
1: And now the idea is you have vegan gluten-free all natural available in three distinct flavors and dosing options of seaweed and Delta A gummies. And with that said, You had a shared passion for expanding access and ending the stigma around cannabis-based wellness in markets, like you said, that are not legal, legalized for adult use and, in most cases, medical as well. And you also wanted to do something where it brings all the quality of lab testing of the regulated TEC market to where your families are. And we know there's been issues where, you know, the FDA have come across giving warnings about Delta 8 products. And, and there's always these obstacles that are coming across. Talk to me about tackling these obstacles and the response that you've had with Clio to the markets that you're serving right now that would have thought they would have had a chance to go and access these products.
0: Yeah. So we were really inspired to create Clio after we heard from our friends and family in Texas and Minnesota that they had been buying Delta 8 products and using it as a substitute to traditional cannabis products. It was just easier to buy them and, you know, they felt like it provided the same effect that they got from Delta 9, but the products that they were buying, you know, came from the gas station or the smoke shop. And, you know, not that every product is like this, but many of the ones out there don't have the rigorous lab testing and they don't have the correct dosage uh, labeled on the package. You know, and many are shipping to states where if a consumer receives it, you know, it might be a legal issue. And so, We really wanted to create a brand that would be a safer option for folks. So we have the highest standards of lab testing. We have full panel lab tests. Um, we make sure that we only sell into the states where Delta 8 is legal. So we're constantly doing a legal review of, you know, what has changed, you know, knowing that although it is federally legal, it is in flux in some states. So we haven't encountered any issues because we've, you know, been compliant on all fronts so far and, you know, expect to continue that into the future.
1: I want to take from an article from herstory.com that talked about the message you give about helping those that are underserved and underrepresented, that your brand believes in the power of giving back. With so many people of color affected by the war on drugs, it's so important for brands in the CBD and hemp space to acknowledge this and fight for change. And what you're doing is, it's not just allyship, it's you're actually putting 3% of your profits back into what's called New Project, which is working to bring more entrepreneurs of color into cannabis, and you're pledging to find a more direct and sustainable way to improve inclusion in the industry and support entrepreneurs who have been historically excluded. Now, on the Blunt Business Program, on grassroots marketing here, we've talked about social equity. We've talked about the you know, plight for legacy operators, especially in New York State, to have those that might have served the market when it was still illegal and being able to give them the access to be able to go to be trained and to be properly licensed, all these different areas coming across and also knowing which people are getting licenses, They're becoming licensors as a result of what states you're allowing and who they're giving those licenses to talk to me about this right here, about the priority and the prioritization of giving back and the level of support you're trying to give to those that are underserved and underrepresented.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think you've laid out the the problems perfectly there, that, you know, there is a lack of social equity in cannabis and even states that do have programs don't have the kind of mentorship or financing that's required to get some of these operations off the ground. So we knew that we definitely, if we're going to be profiting in this industry, we have to recognize that and find a way to give back. We're a small team right now. And so the most, um, direct way that we can give back right now while still building the company is through a profit share. But as we grow, we're looking at making sure we have a diverse team. We make sure that our website and products are accessible in other languages. So our website is fully available in Spanish and hoping to expand outreach to the Latino community that's, you know, hasn't been catered to in cannabis, despite, you know, representing a huge chunk of the population. And we're also looking forward to what we can do within the hemp industry. You know, we don't have some of the regul or we don't have many of the regulations, taxes and regu- you know, and burdens that the cannabis or the regulated cannabis industry has. And I think there's a lot of opportunity for founders of color, underrepresented founders to get involved. So anywhere that we can provide mentorship and opportunity, we're now always looking for partnerships or um, you know, other outreach on, on how we can best do that.
1: So most recently I did a blunt business episode with Luke Anderson, the co-founder of can. And I asked him about what those various campaigns he's doing for the LGBTQ community. And I talked to him about an article that I had gotten from Adweek.com about how cannabis brands can mindfully cater to the LGBTQ community during pride month and beyond. And they mentioned how that corporations harness the purchasing power of identity politics, but it's hard to know whether it's about higher go to the bottom line. And, When you look at I want to ask the same question I asked him. Do you feel like the cannabis industry has done a good job than the mainstream counterparts that it's not just during Pride Month, that year round, because of what you're doing with Clio? I mean, the part that you are representing the community as Latinx and queer. Talk to you about if you feel like the community is being served from your perspective.
0: Mm, You know, I, you know, candidly, think it could be better. I think in cannabis, you still see a lot of what you see, you know, with corporations in general, where it's the month of June, we're going to slap the rainbow logo on the packaging and donate a percentage of profits. But you know, I don't see some of the consistency across, you know, the, the rest of the year. And you don't see the advocacy necessarily behind it. It's more of the marketing push behind it. And, you know, it's fun to get behind the community in the month that the community is being highlighted. But, you know, are you really speaking out when you know, the don't say gay bill is passing in Florida. Are you speaking out against, you know, the anti-trans legislation that's coming through? So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of work to be done. I think there are brands, though, that are that are doing it well. There's a number of queer owned brands that do do year round advocacy and are bringing more light to the community. And so I'm excited about that, hoping to see you know more in the in the future.
1: But what is it going to be done to counteract this performative allyship that comes up across the board where every and this goes across every underserved underrepresented community that it is we're just going to give you a month to represent you just a month Mm -hmm. and that could be the you know black history month it could be hispanic heritage everything like that everybody gets a month and this whole mindset cannot be year-round and i can't and i mean does it serve any good purpose about the fact that we're having these months being represented for various communities if it's if it's uh, not the Asian-American community? And then you're just saying, okay, what can we do then to go ahead and just get that mindset out and just listen? Let's just normalize the whole aspect of all communities being represented and how something like Clio can do that.
0: Yeah, I think – I think that's a tough question and I'm I'm not sure exactly how to answer it. I think a start is just doing the work on a year round basis as opposed to, you know, on, on a one month basis. And I think a lot of companies out there are doing the best they can right now. And I think the idea of like, what can I do to show up is, you know, having the marketing campaign, but not necessarily putting the action behind it. And so I think just walking the walk is absolutely the, you know, number one thing to do but um yeah so let, I guess let's go into the product pod-
1: line itself we'll go ahead and yeah. bring up the point here about a various product that you have that on the website yourfriendcleo.com which by the way great great story the fact that your cat named cleo is the onus behind the name of the product which is really cool and you have various effects for your products which is no high gentle high stronger high uh you have ease gummies you have bliss and you have flow so quickly just go ahead and run through those three different areas of your products and take us behind those
2: yeah so as you said our inaugural product line consists of of three gummy skews ease is the cbd only gummy uh it contains 50 milligrams of cbd per gummy uh so much higher than what you traditionally find in the marketplace but we found that was the right dose for most, for most users to feel the full effects. And so, perfect for first-time users. Uh, it's deliciously blackberry-flavored um, to help you get to sleep, just relax in the evening without the psychoactive effects. Again, perfect for kind of a first-time introduction into the, the hemp or cannabis category. Then we have Bliss, which is a blend of CBD and Delta-8, uh, 10 milligrams each, and really delivers a unique euphoric high experience um, that's not overwhelming. So perfect for first timers looking to experience a psychoactive effect, but kind of softly launch into the category. And then we have flow, which is a 20 milligram tangerine flavored gummy, uh, uh, all Delta eight, that is on par and consistent with what you might find uh, for a full, you know, eight ish milligram Delta nine THC gummy in a
1: recreational market like California. So more for the, the seasoned user, we would say. I also like the way that when it comes to the gummies and, and what you have, they're being thoughtfully dosed. So I actually like the way that's being brought up that concept. And with all this said, what can you tell us now? Obviously, Texas and Minnesota were your initial markets of interest because of where both of you live, respectively. Talk to me about where can things go from here in terms of new products and where other people can find Clio products besides the website yeah
2: yeah absolutely so we we have a lot of exciting things in the pipeline um, right, right now as you mentioned all of our products are available at your mm-hmm. outside of our home markets at this point we have um, e-comm customers in, in 28 different states and so as Andrea said earlier we're we're shipping everywhere where it's legal and, and customers are loving us across the country a, a big priority for us right now is building our, our retail footprint so we don't operate any retail personally, but we are really building out our retail partnership network. Uh, we know that the fastest way to get Clio products in front of consumers is to put them in the retail outlets that already exist. And so that's a big priority for us uh, over the next couple months. And we have a, a few exciting product line expansions and additional categories in the pipeline as well that can't speak too much on right now, but um, exciting things coming down the pipe.
1: So really appreciate you both taking time out to go and talk to me today. Your friend, Clio.com, cle uh, com, And again here with Andrea Berrios, Spencer Perron of Clio. Great CBD and Delta ATC products. Thank you both for being on with us. Really appreciate you taking time out.
0: Thank you yeah. so much. Happy to be great. here. Thank you.
3: Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced.